Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Fisher, Tassopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. It is Tuesday. It's July 18th. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? How's Tuesday been? Good start. Monday was a little, I was a little sleepy yesterday. Definitely a little sleepy as well. But you know what? I took melatonin last night. Slept great. Nice. Love to hear that. Did out you have, do you have uh, some residual sleepiness from taking the tonin or no? Um, no, it's not that bad, honestly. I, I feel like that happens to a lot of people, but it kind of knocks me out and gets me nice and spry in the morning. Oh, I love yeah. that for you. Yeah. How about you, Toss? Feeling spry on this Tuesday? Feeling spry every day. Okay. Love that. Every day you. is a, every day is a new day <laughs> to record with the boys and talk about some sports. It is, man. You know what? Life can be so much more difficult. Uh, a lot of good stuff last week, a lot of good stuff this week, sports, football, all that is coming to a head. But one of our favorite times of the year uh, is the MLB trade deadline. We love it. We love trades. We love off season. We love the general manager aspect of things. Uh, and the biggest fish to fry or maybe the biggest fish ever in the history of, I would say, MLB trade deadlines. We thought it was Soto last year with him going to the pods, Nick, but I think Otani uh, being on the market might outdo him, even if it is a one-year or half-season rental. Um, but before that, we didn't finish our NL teams, that buyers, sellers. Uh, I think we could dumb it down a little bit. We had five options yesterday. We'll only do three today. Buyers, Stampat, or sellers, okay, in the NL. We'll start with the Atlanta Braves. Buy, stand pat, or sell. We're only doing three teams. We're starting with the Braves, the best team in baseball. We're just going down the line. At least the NL. But, the, but three teams. Wait, we're doing every team or three teams? Every team. We no, every team, every team in the NL. Oh. Just three categories now. Getting rid of the three buy categories. High, three. Buy low. low got I got rid of the buy high, high sell. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So buy, you're good. Buy, stand pat, or sell. We got rid of the intermediate uh, uh, categories. So the Atlanta Braves, uh, what do you guys think they do? Buy, stand pat, or sell? Um, I think they buy, but like not super crazy. Uh, you did say that they would might be in an Otani, but I mean, this is a team that is like pretty set going forward. I mean, they have a bright future, and they are the best team in baseball, and <laughs> There's not really much more they need to do to really separate themselves from the rest of the pack. I mean, they're clearly the best team in the in the NL. Um, mm-hmm. What's going to get them, you know, over the hump to win the World Series? Maybe adding another starter, not over the hump. I mean, they won the World Series already, but like to to get another, you know, starter to solidify that uh, that rotation a little bit more. But their offense, I mean, it's one of the best offenses in baseball. Well, let me ask you. Yeah. I'm sorry, before you go, Alex, I just want to because Nick, you said definitely the best in the NL. You don't. Could be, you, you thought they were the, definitely the best team in baseball maybe a week ago. Do you still think that, or there's? Yeah, no, yeah, I do. Okay, just want to make, just wanted to. But I'm just that. saying, uh, like when you get to the World Series, like you're playing with almost an equally matched team for the most part. By and large, they've gotten there. Alex, buy, sell, Sam Pat. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think they're buyers. I agree with Nick, um, but I also think that the interesting thing about the next segment that we're going to get into and show, hey, trade talks is that this isn't just a move for this year. It's a move for the future of your your franchise and what it means for the potential value of your franchise as well. So we can get further into that when we talk about Otani. Um, but I think in the context of trading for him, you're not just looking at this year to compete. You're looking at future years to compete as well. Um, but certainly this year, I, I agree, they're the best team in baseball right now. Um, and I don't see that changing much and them falling you know, lower in the power rankings than like the number three team by the, by the time the season ends. Mm-hmm. The one I, thing on Otani that I will say is that there's no guarantee that he resigns with you if you trade for him. So absolutely. you are taking a gamble, right? Yes. You get him for half of this season, but it's somewhat of a risk, right? And there are some teams that might, you know, kick the tires around that have no intention of resigning him. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I mean, we look at, 
the Yankees, you know, if they really want to do it, I mean, I'm sure they would love to do it, but maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. I think the thing that we've mentioned time and time again is that he really wants to stay on the West Coast. And I think that's really true. So if it's an East Coast team that's trading for him, you're kind of against the corner a little bit, against the wall. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to really pull out all the stops. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get deep into Otani trade talks. Um, I think for the Braves, I think they'll probably – you know, keep it in the ballpark of what they typically do, like trade for a fourth outfielder, trade for some reliever help, uh, just kind of get some more bodies in the building is what they did in their last World Series run. Um, how about the Fish in Miami? How about the Phils? How about the Mets? How about the Nats? Run down the NL East for me, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, Miami definitely, I think, will add some players. Um, you know, they are got a wild card spot locked up right now. So, you know, that could always – fall apart um i think you know right now they're on a little bit of a skid so they could use some offensive help they're the lowest scoring team in that division so i mean maybe look and see if cody bellinger is available i mean he's definitely gonna be available but like cody bellinger um you know guys of that caliber who are kind of like a cheap rental uh phil's same thing i mean they're half game out of the wild card they uh you know, have been kind of hit and miss all season. You know, they start off really slow, but they're putting it back together. Um, not also really a high run scoring team. So I'd like to see them get more offense. Mets, I mean, it's a all right, disaster. Sell, 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 sell. And then, you know, Washington's Washington. So get what you can. You have a young team, but, you know, any vets that you have or any rentals, go out and sell. Uh, Alex, what do you want to add to that? Yeah, I, I good. think I really agree good. across the board. The only thing I wanted to add in there is uh, – we're not really talking about Araya's watch anymore because he's at a measly 378 now. So the the hopes of hitting 400, I think, are, are well behind us. Um, it was fun, like, though. Yeah, it was fun. And you're seeing how even a 20-point difference in his batting average is affecting you know, how many runs they're able to score. That guy leads off for them. He's a really important part of their offense. And, I mean, he's still having a fantastic year. It's not, not, not trying to besperch him. But um, <laughs> I agree. They need another bat in that lineup. If he's not gonna hit 400, can he please not take the hit the hit title away? Because I want Bo Bichette to get it. <laughs> How what's the what's that looking like right now? How far there's is a, that back? There's a five five hit gap. Bo's in second, and then arises in first. Oh, that's fine. You're you're not in bad shape of that at all. Um, I know that's one of the bets you have. You're looking good in st- steals and and Strider K's. We're looking okay in steals but strider k's is solid for you strider's picked it back up a bit um i'll add to that the marlins i'm with you guys i love the bellinger pick they've tried to put jazz chisholm in center uh he's been on the il for the most most of these seasons so putting bellinger in center would be nice for the marlins add some pop there i also think they need to replace gene segura at third base phillies are very peculiar like it's they should by all intents and purposes they have Nola Wheeler Walker Ranger Suarez like they should really have a real they they should be better than they are their pitchers are just underperforming a bit especially Nola and Wheeler who find their ERAs at four and a, and four three for Nola um, so if they could continue to drop their ERAs and have some better outings uh, I think just a reliever help for them Candelario for the Nationals got to move off of him. Uh, I don't know if they'll trade him in division to the Marlins, but that's a third baseman. And for the Mets, they're not trading Pete Alonso. I don't know if they could trade Scherzer's contract, uh, but David Robertson, the closer, I would imagine would be on the move for the Mets uh, to a team that needs a reliever. Um, let's keep the train moving, guys. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Reds, Brewers, the two top teams in the NL Central, what do you have them doing? Toss kicks off. Yeah, I mean, I think – to me, the Reds are a pretty easy answer. You didn't expect to be here. You can stand pat and let your young guys get some experience. Um, you'd expect that they'll get to the playoffs if they win the. Obviously, if they win the division, they will be. But even at a wild card spot, that's still within reach, uh, within grasp. If they were to, you know, secede the division to the Brewers, um, but I would stand pat if I were them. And then the Brew Crew, I, I could see a, I could see a buy low uh, for them. Just bring in another arm or maybe another bat. Um, I think they've kind of overperformed in regards to hitting categories. Um, and so maybe a guy like Candelario, who you just mentioned, not in division, but within the National League, um, you know, they could always use another bat. Their lineup sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. 
It's impressive. That they've, right. Who's been great. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, agreed on both. And then of course, Chicago, you know, they'll, they'll sell. I think they'll get an arm and a leg for Stroman. I think they'll get, you know, a good asking price for Bellinger right now too. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, similar position. Their team is a little bit younger. So, you know, there's a couple of vets there that can, can be moved, you know, maybe look, look and see if Mitch Keller's available. Um, and then St. Louis, you know, it's going to be decision time. You know, are they really willing to part ways with Goldschmidt, uh, you know, Paul DeYoung, um, you know, Jordan Hicks. There's guys on that roster that have definitely been able to play at good levels before in their career that um, just haven't necessarily been as good this year. So they can help out some teams. And they yeah, could honestly and- rebuild their entire franchise this season if they wanted to. Well, and on that point, I'm looking at the top 100 prospects on baseball some guys have graduated. They don't have the new drafted guys in there. There's going to be adjustments. I think Baseball America has, but on MLB.com, as it stands right now, and they update pretty decently. The Cardinals, who typically have a great farm system, they have a top 40 prospect. So I think, like you're saying, Nick, Arenado's not getting any younger. The Reds are only getting older and more experienced. The Brewers, we've been waiting for them to sell for a long time, but nonetheless, like they still have Burns. Woodruff could still come back. The Yelich has kind of come back to form. I don't know if they're necessarily going to sell anyway. And quite frankly, the Pirates are getting good. The Pirates are about to hit their window of like, hey, we've drafted really well. All our young guys are coming up. So if you're the Cardinals, uh, you kind of got to crap or get off the pot here, like, and you missed your window. So Flaherty, Miles Mikolas, uh, the Greek, your Greek fellow, toss. You know he's pitched pretty well this season. I say they get rid of their entire their entire rotation, trade as much as you can. If you can trade Goldschmidt, you can trade Arenado. Go for it. Um, and then yeah, I, I agree with you guys on, on all the other teams. The, but the Brewers really, if the Brewers want to not only win the division, but actually contend like they have to make a move for a bat. Uh, let's go to the West. Yeah. I, the Sorry. one last thing I'll say on the pirates is they have a lot of young guys and obviously those guys have to continue to develop, but I also feel like they have a lot of power bats who can't get on base and hit for average. So if they wanted to split off of a couple of those younger bats, um, especially guys that aren't like everyday starters, I mean like Sawinski has been awesome this season, but like he can't get on base, you know, like O'Neill has been great but he can't get on base. Like they, they just, you got to get on base, score runs. Like we keep saying that. And it's, it's just one of the things that I'm looking at their young talent and not necessarily um, locking in on, you know, in in comparison, the reds have a guy like McLean and a guy like Ellie who both get on base. Of course, Ellie steals bags. Like they're not, they're not, you know, just power bats. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just, I get, I get wary now after watching the Padres this season. And I know that like Soto Tatis, Xander like are supposed to be you know those are those are good hitters not just power hitters but um I just something for for teams to look out for in the future I know hitting dingers is really exciting but you gotta get guys on score more runs so hey man so the Sasha sure staying competitive um all right let's go to the NL West Dodgers Giants D-backs pods Rockies everyone's buying besides the Rockies I think um and they should not. I don't think the Padres should be buyers. I think they should be sellers. Um, you're eight games out of the wild card on July 18th, 10 and a half games out of the wild card on July 18th. If you're any other team, you're selling. But the crappy part about it is that you have this roster that you think can turn it around. And you've been saying it all year long. You can still turn around. We can still turn around. We're a couple of you know big runs away. If they are not above 500... If they are not 500, six games below 500 now, by the trade deadline, they have to sell. They have to. They, they cannot. Gotta they got to go on a streak then, dude. Exactly. Like, they have to. And I don't understand, like, because, look, Blake Snell's a free agent next year. You're probably not going to resign him. Josh Hader's a free agent next year. You're probably not going to resign him. Juan Soto is a free agent after next year. His value is not going to be higher than it is right now next year. So, you replenish the farm as much as you can. Go out and get depth. I mean, look, depth has been one of the biggest problems with the Padres for a long time. Yes, sure. we're super top heavy with Tatis and Machado and Bogarts, who's you know been you know iffy. Um, but the back half of the lineup is always just like filling in guys that get called up from AAA. And honestly, the AAA roster is like not that impressive, you know. And yeah, we do have a couple of top prospects, but it's not a deep farm. Go out and just replenish the farm. 
and maybe even get guys who are like, you know, semi MLB ready, you know, go and see like what the Orioles have, you know, what they want to give up um, for Soto or see what the Rangers are interested in giving up, you know, teams that are like really good that have some young guys that can, you know, slot in right away. So I would, yeah, I would say, I think I would call Texas. Texas would probably be my first call for Josh Hader. I know they just brought in Chapman and I know their bullpen isn't terrible, but their bullpen stand, stand to be a lot better. And if they really want to take out the Rays, they're going to have to get into a pitching duel with them. And I think it's going to come down to the bullpen. So the Padres can go to, you know, to the Rangers and try to buy some of their potential. Well, obviously ready guys. longstanding relationship with Chris Young there too. So, you know, he's going to pick up the phone and you know, you're going to have a conversation. Um, yeah. I, which is always, I, a, which exactly. is always a good place to start. I mean, we'd love to see if Wyatt Langford's available. So would a lot of people. Yeah. I would. I can't imagine uh, that's the guy. It's like here's the thing, though, and, and we'll get into it. Obviously, if it's, if it's Snell and Hater for White Langford, yeah, that's. I mean, it's, decisions are going to have to be made, and obviously, you've got Carter, you've got Rocker. You know, Lighter too has had a really nice return from injury. Um, there's Cunha, Owen White. Yep, yep. There's two top fifty prospects. I just think in my like. Maybe we should just take it to the next segment here. You could go talk to the Padres only if it's a consolation prize if you're not offering those prospects for the number one, for the big fish, for the biggest fish. Okay. Because you have, so you have an pulling... enticing offer, like you do, in, in comparison to a lot of other teams. You're in win-now mode. You're in win in the next few years. No state income tax. So for the re-sign, you know, it's, that, that's a massive amount of cash that Otani would be able to hold on to. Um, I think the Rangers, I know we talked about it a few days ago. It didn't necessarily feel like they had to make the move, but if everyone is in the race, um, yeah, you have to present yourself and you have to present your case and you can present a much more enticing case than a lot of other teams can. That's how I feel. If you are contending, I look, I trading in division would be crazy. That would cost you a lifetime, but if you are in contention, right. And you're vying for a playoff spot making outside of the reds making the playoffs is not good enough like you want to win the like the orioles yes they're i guess about a bit ahead of schedule but at this point they want to win the world series they're a top three team in the al like, i don't you think want i it. think i think holiday is untouchable though so this you're is okay not- this is what i wanted to go with you guys so if you're the orioles let's just start with baltimore untouchable of course yep Colton Cowser, though, like your number two prospect, like for a half year rental, can you can you see a team doing that? Yeah. Okay. Like, because I think I John- think the I think the 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 drop off from Holiday to to Colton is pretty uh pretty deep, pretty substantial. Like, do the Giants have to give up Luciano and Kyle Harrison? Um. Like if you're the Angels, what are you? Are you asking for both those guys? Of course. Yeah, I mean you're always asking. You're you're asking for everyone's top prospects for the Angels. Okay, if you're the Diamondbacks, would you trade Drew Jones? It's tough. Look, I, I just the way that the way that I'm looking at it is, you're not going into this trade without the assumption that you get to at least talk to Shohei and his camp and have a verbal agreement that he's going to re-sign in the offseason. I mean, you might not have that luxury, but, like, you have to, right? That, that that has to be a part of the deal, in my opinion. I think, like I was saying earlier, too, like, I think some teams probably have a suspicion whether or not he would be willing to re-sign with them. And the Giants are a team that I really think if they were to trade for him and they were to get him in the building early, they would be able to lock him up. I he Judge was gonna go to sorry I just cracked out my tooth. Judge was gonna go to the Giants, uh, and I think had he not been a Yankee, he probably would have. Had he been any other franchise before the Yankees, like obviously the Yankees take precedent for a lot of players, you know, over certain franchises. But had Aaron Judge been on let's say the Rays, he would have been a, he would have been a Giant this season. I think any other team other than the Yankees, he would have been a Giant had he started at. So I think the Giants. They're on the West Coast. It's a good area to live in uh, if you have money, which you will. They're willing. They're willing to throw four hundred million dollars at Judge 
everyone everyone and their mother has already said that this guy's a 500 600 million dollar guy you're going to spare no expense and he will own that little bay over there hidden bombs in there don't name it after him <laughs> otani bay yeah i mean it's i mean if you're the giants you know we talked about barry bonds a lot um you know for what it's worth the franchise really hasn't come to his defense and hasn't really backed him up and been supportive it seems and I'd imagine they'd want a new lefty power hitter in there to kind of take over and, and be that next face of, uh, of the franchise. They really haven't had a bat face of the franchise since Barry Bonds. I know Buster Posey was great, but I'm talking about a guy that really mashes. Buster Posey's a Hall of Famer, but a guy that really you know, sends it out of the park like Nick saying into the Bay. Uh, I would say looking at the prospect list, looking where the Giants are, the Giants are two games from the Dodgers. They're – so well run dude they're just fine guys they're first in the wild card i think it i think it definitely starts with san francisco where otani can go yeah any other do you guys want to make your ranking quickly of where he could go yeah quickly we're quick ranking otani spots where can he go so in deadline or free agency let's go deadline free agency is a whole other animal let's let's throw in there that this morning was released that the angels owner does not want to make a deal with the Dodgers. So the Dodgers are out of the mix. I think the Dodgers took themselves out of the mix already, but okay. I love that. I didn't see that. Thank you. So Dodgers out. What's 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 run down the teams and just say, say if they're in or out. Um, I won't include the teams that are obviously out. I, I I honestly think the giants are number one. Okay. I'm with you. Giants number one. Who's number two? Like Arizona? I mean, it's hard not to have, for me, it's hard not to have Baltimore high up there just with the prospects that they can offer. And again, like like you brought up, which is a good point, you know, if, if... he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to trade him to the Dodgers, who are right down the street. You know, he probably doesn't want to. He's not over the moon about trading within division. Um, so I'm just the Rangers have to be bumped down a little bit because of that. But the package that they can offer is very real, and it's legitimate. And I think it it puts them in relative contention. Um, and obviously, with the Degrom injury, you know that that just quickens the timeline for what they need to do. Um, they need an arm. And of course, you're never going to say no to the bat. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's, it's going to hurt me to say this, but I think I'd put the Yankees at three. I agree with that. I think with the Martian, Jason Dominguez, the outfielder, and if they want to include Anthony Volpe, like they have, I, I Jake Ellenbogen threw up. A, I said it wasn't enough, but it was like because they got Brandon Drury in the deal too. But I. What the Yankees could offer, excuse me, I think is is pretty hefty. I think the Rays got to be considered as well. Um, I'm with you. You know, yeah. they're a team that has been to the World Series a couple times. You know, in the last what 15 years or so, and just have always you know fallen flat. You know, have had great regular seasons, good postseason runs, but just are just like one impact player away. I feel like from winning it, and this is a year where they just. They can't afford not to win it if they get there. Because how how many more times are you going to get lucky and get there? And look, their GM is one of the best in the game, uh, Peter Benix, I think. Mm-hmm. He's been able to home grow talent like like no other. So you know, if you're a guy that's confident in your farm, um, and you're willing to give up some pieces because you know that your development there is good, then. Go, you know, see what you can do, you know, try to give the best offer possible and, and, uh, you know, see if you can get this guy in Tampa and just win this year. Yeah. They've also (laughs) missed on some big fishes in past. Like they wanted Freddie Freeman. They wanted Matt Olson. They wanted Matt Chapman. They didn't get any of those guys. And now they have the ability to, to trade for him rather than talking to this guy in free agency and trying to, to win him over, um, which, you know, when he was in arbitration or before he went into arbitration, he said he wouldn't even get into conversations with the New York Yankees. The Yankees. He said he wouldn't even talk to them. 
um, declined to even hear what their pitch was. So if you can change your own luck, you know, and change your stars by trading for this guy and, and you have the, the ability to do so and to put the cherry on top, like Nick saying, I think the Rays make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know how quickly throw up what the potential package could be. If you're the Rays, I think the Rays are, I think you bring up an unbelievable point. We've said this before, like how many times can you come in second? How many times can you almost get there? Uh, it is Peter it's Peter Bendix, and he went to Tufts University. The Eric so Spolstra, the Eric – shout out John Fisher. The Eric Spolstra of baseball, he started as an intern in 2009. I Pretty would nothing, nothing more for the Padres to fire A.J. Preller and bring him in. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel small – bad for preller like he's tried like to do a million things but it's none of it's worked from all accounts that i've heard and this is from you know this is from a lot of like fan chatter but also you know our good friend heath bell that he's the type of gm that is just way too involved you know where Mm -hmm. he doesn't give enough power to his managers that he is the one that you know makes the lineups and hands in a couple of lineups you know for for the manager to, to assess and just does like Bruce Bochy. This is just a glaring, like red flag for me from San Diego lives in San Diego, lives in Poway managed the Padres for a number of years. Didn't even want to interview for the position because AJ Preller, he did not want to have to work for AJ Preller and all the guys that AJ Preller's brought in besides Bob Melvin for the most part, we're first year head coaches, or sorry, first year managers. Um, Andy Green, Jace Tingler, you know, these guys were puppets. They were able to be, you know, not manipulated, but like they're they just did what what daddy told them to do. And so when you have a GM that is way too involved and just kind of is is trying to wear all the hats and trying to make all the decisions, I think it messes up the feng shui. You know, you need a manager that's super involved. And I think Bob is taking it back a little bit, Bob Melvin. However, I, I really think the root of our problems has been A.J. Preller. I mean, he's the common denominator for every single bad season that we've had in the last 15 years. And you've brought in, I mean, how many guys have we seen superstars come through there? Like, not even this group of guys, the Hosmer contract, the Kimbrel trade, the Upton move. Like, Kemp. we've seen him make Kemp. Yeah, we've seen it time and time again. Um, unfortunately we thought the pods could be in it for, for Otani. It's not looking like it. At least maybe they'll have a shot in a free agency. I, if the look, if the Rays want to include their top prospect, he's a second baseman, third baseman. But you have Carson Williams right here as a shortstop. If you're the Rays and you have Wander Franco over there, like he's a piece that's available or should be Curtis Mead. Like he's, you know, in triple a, uh, and, and then this guy, Kyle Manzardo. I mean, the Rays have guys in the top 50 that they can offer. Uh, you know, to the angels that are MLB ready players. And look, you're never going to get enough for this guy. You can't replace him. He's a generational talent. And someone said, Oh, you can't do the Red Sox traded Babe Ruth. They'll be cursed forever. Well, they're already cursed in my opinion. They've had trout. They've had uh, who can't stay healthy. Unfortunately, they've had Otani Rendon contract, horrible Hamilton contract, horrible Pujols contract, horrible. It's all flop for the angels. It's all been a disaster. Um, I have so bad. Awful. So bad. I, I just like we we talk about it and we harp on it all the time. I just do not know how you can be an organization that have Otani and Trout and cannot win a championship, let alone get to the playoffs. Like it is so absurd that these are two of the best baseball players that we will ever see in our lifetime, and they cannot even win a playoff series. Let me ask you something though, just to kind of go off that. What would you say is the best run organization over the last decade in baseball or all sports? Baseball, baseball. Over the last decade, maybe. Um, I mean, okay, like this is gonna be controversial. Cheating scandal aside, they probably could have won the World Series without cheating. I think the Astros have been one of the best. Because they are one of the teams that are fully like homegrown all the time. You know, the guy gets too good, they let him walk. You know, I mean, they look Cole Verlander, they won their, they won, had great success there, let him walk, get their big paydays, and they still are competitive. 
Not to mention that in 2013, a pivotal thing happened for that franchise that they initiated moving to the AL West. That was their own idea, and it made a lot of sense to do so. Um, but obviously, the implications of what the team would become in that division and dominating that division in the last 10 years is a huge part of their success getting to the playoffs, giving them an opportunity to then win two World Series. Uh, I would say the Dodgers are probably in that mix for me as yeah, well. Yeah, Dodgers, Braves. I was begging a question. I That's the answer I wanted was the Astros. So my answer, my question, to kind of like a small rebuttal would be like, the Angels have been in the same division for pretty much Trout's entire tenure and now Otani's entire <laughs> tenure with what we could deem a top three run organization in baseball. Not to mention, I know the A's have been pretty bad the past two years, but the A's have been competitive. Uh, Mariners were good last year. Uh, the jurors had their time early. They've been bad. Now they've come back and they've just spent money in the right places. But yes, the Rangers have brought in Semyon and they brought in Seager, two really good signings, but they made other really good moves. Gray, Eovaldi, Dane Dunning. They got him. They got, you know, Andrew Haney was a nice pickup. Adolis Garcia, homegrown, Nate Lowe, homegrown, Josh Young, homegrown. All these guys are Jonah Heim, homegrown. Like they have good homegrown talent. Like you can't like, what the Red Sox are doing right now, and I thought they'd be bad, but they've got some good homegrown young guys, young guys that have come up through their system that like, okay, that's why they're competitive or staying somewhat competitive. Look at the Jays. Look at the Rays. Look at the O's. Like, That's how you win in baseball. You cannot buy your way to a World Series. It's so rare. And I think the pods fell a bit into that trap. I think that in a valiant effort, uh, and I think the Angels have fallen into that trap. They've thrown money around like crazy. And I don't, I look, you, Hamilton was an MVP. Pujols was the best player we arguably have ever seen at that point. Rendon was coming off a World Series MVP caliber season, like, or MVP caliber game, you know, se seasons. Like, you know, they're making the moves to the guys, but like, you're putting all your eggs in that basket. Remember the Mariners signed Robinson Cano? It's like, you're not ready for that, dude. You're not ready for that. You're not a well-run organization. Like when the Angels are really good, Anderson, Gloss, Salmon, Erst, like I'm just naming dudes that like we would know and we would like relish naming if we were having beers and chewing tobacco. But like for our pod right now, no one gives a hoot about those guys anymore. Although they had great careers, like, but that's how they did it. They yeah, grew these guys. That um, like signing big free agents like that when you're not ready, it's kind of a weird comparison, but it's almost like drafting a quarterback when your team is just not ready. It's like not a weird comparison. You're, you're wasting, you know, that four year contract of, on that rookie quarterback when like the roster is completely not ready. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not a weird comparison. It's the exact comparison because it's true. You can't go out and sign guys in baseball if your team's not ready. Like you can't make that big splat. Like if the nationals, then they wouldn't, but we've seen them throw money around. If they went and signed Otani, it's like y'all are not ready for that, bro. Yeah, That's but I, I, I also think it's like a a good, a good owner and a good GM win on the fringes too. They win on the edges. It's not, it's not just the the stars, you know. It, that's not how you win a World Series. That helps you win a World Series, and you need that. You need those guys to step up. But in 2018, Josh, who was the World Series MVP? Pierce. Exactly. That guy's a journeyman. So, like you have so, to build around the guys in the right way. And that's one thing they've never done. <laughs> we played it. Yeah. We Nick and I played like a game like one of the videos we're gonna post. Like Nick and I were playing like who's the world series MVP. It's and it's tough, remember? Because like some of these dudes are like, who is the world series MVP for the Braves? Jorge Soler. Like, yeah, he's in the Marlins now, but like that was like the fourth outfielder they required. Is, is Steven Pierce even playing anymore? No, no, he's not playing nah, anymore. Nah. He's done. The Red Sox. Yeah. Oh, he's done. Like he's Toast Malone. Like it's like, he's like these no, guys. He's like, 42, like, he's like forty-two years old because he was like thirty-seven when that series was going. Uh, you, I mean, those guys see better pitches, and so you get come, you get better opportunities. But regardless, like, like you, and that's how the Braves did it that year. They brought in outfielders. They brought in Rosario. They brought in Soler, and all of a sudden, like, yeah, they didn't have Acuna, but they had Jock Peterson, Rosario, Duvall, Soler, like. All the, they can mix right a hot hand in your outfield. Having a like, and that's how like going back to my socks quickly. Like that's how the Red Sox are solid right now. 
like our outfield, Jaron Duran, homegrown guy, really good. Verdugo, pretty much homegrown. We got him in the Mookie deal. Yoshida was like a really French signing that I would, I'm, I was like, why did we do that? But unbelievable. One of the best sign, one of the best offseason moves outside of Sean Murphy going to the Braves. And then now we have Adam Duvall. We have a good rotation of outfielders. Guys can DH, guys can sit, guys can, it matters. Um, give me a fit here are the, for the fifth team, though. The Giants are one for Otani, Orioles two, and then we'll get some football uh, in games. Yankees three, Rays four. The, f- the other three teams for the fifth spot Brewers, Marlins, Red Sox. Are any of those three teams in your fifth spot? Or in it, though, who is it? Um, out of all of those teams, I would say the Red Sox. Just because I think they want to make a, a move, you know, and they brought in Yoshida and look, you're only a game and a half out of the wild card. So maybe move the chips in and see if it works. I don't know if you want to give up Marcella Mayer, but um, yeah, I could see them doing it. I'm giving up anybody but Mayer and Roman Anthony, but Blyce, Nick York, um, I'll. I would even give up Tristan Casas. He's MLB ready. He's he's really starting to put it together at first base for us. I would consider throwing him in the mix. Like the Yankees, to me, like if you're the Angels, like definitely the Martian, and definitely kind of Volpe. Like Glaber Torres isn't doing it anymore. But like that's how. But like you want to win the you want to win the World Series. You want Otani. Like this is where it starts. Like okay, I'm not getting Jackson Holiday, but I'm coming out with something. All right, mm-hmm. good stuff. I just guys. think that what you you're gonna say that the Yankees are gonna give up Volpe, but you're not gonna say that the Sox aren't gonna have to give up Marcelo Mayer. Like I just, it's it's Shohei Otani. No, they're not making that get, deal. If, May, if we Mayer's could offer, it, we could like, that's they would make the deal because we could offer more across the board. But if I knew we were resigning Otani, I'd, sorry, Mayer, I'd give I would give up Mayer in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. If I knew we were resigning Otani, yeah, yeah, of course. No yeah, I mean, asked. I still think, I still think, uh, I still think the the Rangers, and I'll throw out just the Reds as well. Just as far as what they can give up, is more enticing than than the Red Sox, than the Brewers, and whoever else that you just named. If Otani was like, I'm re-signing in Cincinnati for ten years, would you swap Ellie De La Cruz for him? No, no. But that's okay. But Ellie De La Cruz isn't in the package that I'm talking about. And I know. Neither, I'm just neither, I, is, is, neither is McLean, but anyone else is. Anyone else. Hey, you got to steer is a real good starting point. That guy can play all over the diamond. He's a good ball player. I like steer a lot. Yeah. We all do. Um, all right. Let's do some NFL real quickly, fellas. And then let's do some games. We have about 10 minutes. What's we'll up? Chop chop, good a uh, good baseball. Who doesn't love it? Um, the New York Football Jets, one of the biggest mystery teams, if not the biggest mystery team of the season. Let's predict their record. I'll be the tiebreaker. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you, then go to Nick. Monday, September eleventh, the Monday night game. Look at how many places it's being played. I'll zoom in a little bit here for the people. Wow, that schedule is tough. I'm just looking at the first couple of games. Yeah, I just want to – I'm trying to pull up um, – They're over-under. I'm bad on that. They're over-under, yeah. Thank you. All right, who's the opener? Okay. The, the Buffalo Bills. At home. I mean, we have been we have been dogging Josh Allen recently. So uh, We I'm, have. I think that they lose that game. Yeah, I'm in agreement here. I still think the Bills are a very good team, Josh Allen aside. So do I. I think they're probably the third or fourth team in the in the AFC. With Josh, Josh Allen aside, with Josh Allen. Uh at Dallas. Uh this is a tough they're they're over under is nine and a half, by the way. Um okay. I think we haven't done Dallas's over on no. yet, have we? No, no, no. Of course, this game scares me because Dallas playing Aaron Rodgers. We, you know, a lot of history in Aaron Rodgers' favor there. But I think that the I think the Cowboys win this game too. Nicholas, agree. Agreed. I think the Cowboys. I'm in on the Cowboys this year. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I, I am as well. 
Uh, home versus home versus the Pats. Home versus the Chefs. They they get their first win against the Pats, and I think they take an L versus the Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree there. I'm riding with Nick. I ha- just in case anyone was curious, I haven't disagreed so far, but I have not okay. been needed. Uh, at Denver versus the defending NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they come to Denver and they beat Denver. And I think they come back home and lose to Philly. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree there. Two, four. Yep. Two, four, two and four heading to the bye week. Guess who wins the bye week? Everybody's a winner. Oh, wow. Look at this schedule. It's a lot easier seeing a lot of games. I like for them. All right. I guess on the road versus the giants, but you know, in New York giants, um, I think they win that game. I do too. I think they're better than the Giants. I agree, and I think they, I think they have some growing pains. Uh, home versus your Chargers, Nick. Monday night on ESPN, ten ninety. Um, I'm gonna give the Chargers a win here. I'm gonna zag. I'm gonna give the Jets a win here. I think the Chargers are better than the Jets, but I think I the game being at home, I think the Jets get the win. But that's going to be an amazing game. That'll be a good game. Those, the, those are two. The, those are probably the two biggest wild card teams for me in the AF, them and the Dolphins or the, in the AFC. Uh, at Vegas, at Buffalo, they go to Vegas and they win, and then they go to Buffalo and they lose. Alex, a true one-one split here. I'm riding with Nick. All right, five and five. Home versus the Dolphins. Home versus the Falcons. The shout out to their families. Home versus the Texans on my mother's birthday. I think they go on a three-game win streak here. They beat the Dolphins at home. They beat the Falcons at home, and they beat the Texans at home. Triples, triples of the Ws. All right, boys, talk to me. This is it. Like now, we're talking. They're eight and five. It's getting hefty. At Miami, week 15. I think they're losing in Miami, splitting against them. I agree. Love that. Okay. Home on the birthday of your boy um, versus the Commanders. Uh, Win. I think the Commanders are going to take a slight step back this season and not be very good. I agree. I think they win this game. All right, this is where this is where the marbles are made. So where uh, what are we? What's our record right now? We are nine and six heading into week seventeen at Cleveland. Win. I think that they are going to win this game. Um short week for both teams, but they have the benefit of playing against the Washington commanders at home and then traveling to Cleveland. Um, I do think that Cleveland is going to have a good second half this year. I I actually believe that they will put together some much better football than we got to witness from them last year. But I, uh, I like the jets hitting the over in week 17 and getting their 10th win. I think the Cleveland Browns are the worst team in their division. I just want to throw that out there really quickly. I really good. Watched the video. I watched the video and Kenny Pickett. I'm in on him. I watched, and I'm obviously in on the Ravens and the Banshees. So, all right. This could be a for a wild card spot, or this could be for Bill Belichick's first top 10 pick, and God knows how long, or this could be for Bill Belichick's job. Uh, at New England, Sunday, January 7th. I think they lose this game. I think they lose this game as well. I think this Still is a Bill. really, really important game, and I think Bill shows up with some tricky – Mad Hatter schemes and beats the Jets and potentially um, staved them off from from getting to the playoffs. And then Aaron Rodgers has his head in his hands and it's like, what am I doing? Why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Ten and seven, Jets missed the playoffs. Wow, I think that's a. I think you can miss the playoffs at ten and seven. Yeah, you can. Yeah, also I make mean, it. it's it's not a guarantee. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's not. I'm I'm not saying like ten is the the win mark there, but I just think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Let's play a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Typic- last time I did a game with Alex, it was name the team based off blank in 30 seconds. And last game I played with you, Nick, was name the player in 10 questions. 
Do you guys want to stay in your lanes or do you guys want to flip-flop games? Don't Alex, care. You pick for us. Yeah, I don't care. All right. All right. Let's stay in our lanes. Okay. Stay in our lanes. Alex, you'll go first. Okay? Okay. Yeah. You're going to have 30 seconds mm-hmm. to name as many teams as you can that have this color involved in their can jersey. I see, can I see the color? Am I able to know what the color is? He's colorblind. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yes, yes. I. This is a color you can see. Thank you. Okay. Okay. 30 seconds. As many teams as you can name that have the color logo jersey, as long as the color is involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the color purple. 30 seconds starts now. The Minnesota Vikings, the Los Angeles Lakers, um, the Toronto Raptors, the ooh, purple is a tricky one. Um, Kansas State Wildcats. Are they purple? Are they yep. blue? Okay. Yep. Purple, purple. Uh, T- TCU, Horn Frogs. Um, purple, 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 purple. Time. Six. That's, LSU? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's tough. <laughs> that was the Rockies. I love it. What he, the, uh, yeah. LSU, Rockies. It's a lot of Utah like Jazz. outside of like, outside of LSU in, in Utah, there's a lot of like trim. There's a lot of like purple trim involved. You got you, all what you said, counted. Pelicans. Pelicans aren't purple, are they? I thought they, they were Navy. They got a little, they got a little purple in there for like their Mardi Gras. I stuff. would say your big misses are LSU, Rockies, yeah, yeah. Utah, <laughs> LSU's Jazz. Jazz have purple. I would say the Kings. But they don't wear pr- like uh, the Jazz and the Kings, but neither yeah, the Kings. The Kings is a bad, bad one. Yeah, the Jazz's jerseys haven't been purple in like a second though, which is which is unfortunate because those purple yeah. ones are cool. Those purple ones are cool. All right, good, solid. Always a fun one. LSU's tough though. That's a tough miss. He's the king of the obscure, <laughs> the jester of the obvious. Um, okay, Nick, you know how to play this one. This is ten questions. Um, ten questions right now. Oh, we're a little bit out of time, um, but we'll play. Okay. We'll play. I want to play a game with you. All right, ten questions for a player in baseball. You know how to do it. Here we go. Okay, is this player in the AL? No. Okay. Is this player in was this player an all-star this season? Yes. Yes. Okay, so an NL All-Star. Um is this player a position player? Yes. Okay. Um was this player the only all-star for his team? No. Okay. Is this player in the NL West? Nope. Okay. Is this player in the NL East? Yep. Okay. Um. Four more questions, including the guess. Yeah, including I the guess. I no, let you get away with it last time. I let you get away with it last time. The guess counts as a question. No, it does not. Toss you play twenty it. questions. You're supposed it, to answer, ask twenty questions. Then no, you is it this person is a guess? Is a guess. I don't believe that should be the last. All right, fine, fine. Then I got You've... three questions left. Um, hold on, I gotta look up the All Star roster. Um, let's see here. Is this player in the NL East? I already asked that as the last question oh. you asked. Yes, yes, yes. threw me off. Sorry. All right. Good. Was, this, was this guy a starter? Um, you look up. Yes. Okay. Um, is this player on the Braves? Yep. 
Okay, I've got one more question, and then I've got that to, to ask the or ask the player, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotta be careful what I ask here. There's three Braves starters. Um. Trying to like think of a question that knocks two guys out. <laughs> um, ah, man. So, what's the list of like? It's a position player. He was an all star starter for the, Braves. the Braves. Yeah. Who are your options? Arcia, Sean Murphy, and Ronald Cunha. Okay. I I I have an inkling. But is this player was this player on the Braves last year? No. Is it Sean Murphy? Correct. Nice. Good question. <laughs> Dozen ten. Gentlemen, amazing show. Always a pleasure with both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the viewers. We will see you guys next time. Hit your free throws because they're free. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.